Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Yes, A Lot of Lyrical Dive and Anthem Facts Discography. And today, we're going to be doing another double episode. We're doing, we're going to be looking at tracks number 11 and 12 off of the second studio album, Malibu. 11th track being the Waterfall Interlube. It's spelt with three U, so I'm going to just do it with three seconds. I mean, how I usually do it is if it's like multiple vowels, like multiple is the same vowel in a row, I'll just do one vowel per second, but like... No, I'm just going to say interlude, like, as if it was just one you, just make it easier and not to waste time. And also track number 12, which is your prime. So we're going to start off with the waterfall interlude because that's the one that comes first. And it's produced by Drumheads and it's also produced by Chris Dave. So two producers on the track, uh, Drumheads did work with, uh, Anderson Pack on Trippy with that also has J. Cole on it, but other than that there's nothing really you could uh nothing you could put con- well, how do I say this? Like I guess nothing you could connect drumheads to. Um Chris Dave though does have a bit more of a discography. Not much, but like a couple uh Robert Glasper collaborations, Thundercat, um Sir so yeah, these are I guess these are just smaller people that produced the interlude for Anderson. And we actually do have some musicians on the track. We got Isaiah Sharkey for the guitarist. Bassist is Pino Paladino and keys by Robert Glasper. Now the only name I do recognize is Robert Glasper, who actually has worked with Chris Dave a couple times. Uh, I know the name from the pianist from Royce Five Nines outside with Marsha Ambrosius, and I know he was also on the album a couple more times. Um, but other than that, there's nothing else to say. So let's just get right into the waterfall in your lube. So this song does begin with a short verse. This is only a two-minute interlude, so it's not going to really be that long or complex. But at least this song had the verse. I'm like, um, lightweight. Uh, the verse starts off with, I can't wait for the moment you can take off. I pray you don't have to cut my time short. Anderson could be talking to a girl take, and taking off. I, there refers to their relationship getting stronger with time or her removing her clothes. He's also hoping that wherever they, uh, what they can do, what they're going to do can last a long time. Uh, I would rather... Not say much, but if I do, it'll be forward. I can't pull no punches, baby doll. Uh, he's generally going to want to keep his mouth shut, either to stay in the moment or because he doesn't want to say the wrong thing. If he's going to say something, it will be something that's necessary, even if it's not the best thing to say. The gods have approved. The universe is in tune with me and you. That's why we're involved. I'm too in love. They were meant to be together at this very moment. Otherwise, they would not be together right now. What you do this for, your body moves in fluid motion. Hands in two and two. Who's it for? Ooh, it's yours. When this girl is with someone she feels an emotional connection with, she is like this with the body moves and fluid motion, hands in two and two. And Anderson is that person. She changes the way she acts and even moves differently with him because of their close feelings and connection towards each other and that is something that's not like it's a common thing so like it's but like it's definitely noticeable with 
this case. And then the verse concludes with, I don't know if I'm the one you want to stay with, but I know that I'm the only one who makes you come. While he may not be he the one she will spend, she will forever be with, right now he's the most important person to her. This, he makes the call and she's there. It's also a sexual meme because while they are feeling they may not be passionate or really the most sensual relationship, he is the uh, one who can get her to climax, so he is currently the one for her, and that's all that's in the verse, so guess it's time to talk about the one hook that appears in the song. And now we do move on to a rather quick hook. Well, not really rather quick, but more, I guess, less complex, and... Uh, the reason I'd say that instead of rather quick is because uh, it's and as soon as I break down the wall, I'm riding the wave of your waterfall. And these lines are said three times. So that's what's the less. That's what I meant by rather quick or less complex. Like, I, I guess it wouldn't really be rather quick generally, but like it's definitely not as complex as some of the other stuff we've gone over. And once Anderson breaks a barrier between them, or, or as he's able to get to know her, then talk to her more often, then he'll be more confident with her all the time whenever they see each other, riding the wave of her waterfall. Additionally, this could be another sex metaphor, breaking the wall, referring to penetrating the vagina, and uh, riding her waterfall, just being able to get her wet and that's really all that's in the chorus and then after that we move on to an outro this outro um it says "Ooh, don't touch me baby don't touch me baby wait i'm okay i'm all right give me space don't touch me baby this outro describes them in the moment anderson telling her not to touch him could be either because this is a i guess he's in a special spot that he's being touched that gets him going or he's done enough with her for one time and ready to finish uh that's really all that has to say about it and we're done talking about waterfall until the conclusion of the episode so let's move on to your prime and not waste any time your prime is produced by dj khalil who has done a lot of well he worked on heart don't stand a chance and he also has produced for people like uh, Kendrick, Eminem, Logic, Dre. Um, so he is one of the more popular producers that we've talked about. Uh, Anderson Pack, he does drums on the song. And there's guitar and bass by Daniel Seif and keyboards by Sam Barsh. So yeah, let's just jump right into your prime. So we start the song off with another movie sample, this one being 1978's Big Wednesday, which centers around three surfers in Malibu. And there's a conversation that's being had. Do you have a girlfriend? You picking on me? No, why are you saying that? Why are you picking on me? Why would I do that? Now let me ask you this question. Why are you picking on me? Shut up and sit down. I told you to sit down. And this actually does kind of relate to song because if Anderson were asked this question, it might be a bit hard to answer given that well, what we're about to find out, even though that's probably one of the 
lesser problems that's described in the song. Um, but whatever. Um, this skit that's basically the best correlation I found between the skit and the actual song, other than the fact that this is a Malibu movie and there's a bunch of Malibu uh, movie samples that are scattered throughout the album. All right, let's uh, enough of this sample. Let's just talk about the song. So we do start off with the chorus, which is, "Don't use it all at once, baby girl. Your prime is about that long. Don't use it. Timing is all we got, baby girl. Your prime is about that long. This girl is in the best years of her life. She's young, but this means she has more time. Anderson does not want to waste it because if she does, it will go by and she will have regrets. Him telling her to live her life right now is bring back the." Carpe Diem themes of Am I Wrong with Schoolboy Q because we obviously had that deep analysis of that song where we talked about how Anderson and Schoolboy like don't like to waste time or else uh, it's basically like considered wasteful and just a shitty way to live life but and this, there are moments where it's scab, but it's most prominent on Am I Wrong? And this is one of those moments where uh, the Carpe Diem is a place which brings connections from one song in the album to another. So unlike most songs in this album, and actually like Waterfall, uh, this song only has one verse on it that... Well, there's a bridge on it, but... There's only the song only has one verse. Um, I know the bird has one verse. Uh, Lightweight actually has no verses. Uh, I guess this season we can count two. Um, but yeah, I think that might be it for songs on this album that only have one verse. And this, well, so far there's obviously more episodes that we're gonna analyze that could be the same way. But yeah. So, the verse starts off with, Oh, hell no, I had to get back for the candy. Uh, I flew for an hour, then landed. Uh, the candy is referring to the sex they enjoy together, or just um, the time they enjoy together, or even the girl that's being talked about in the song in general. Anderson is taking an hour flight just to see her and get to be with her. She lived on a beautiful campus. Oh, she dumb as a brick, but she passed all her classes. Uh, these lines reveal that he's seeing a college student, and most college students would be in between the ages of 18 and 22. Anderson was 29 when Malibu dropped, making him between 7 and 11 years older than her. And while she's not that intelligent, she is just getting by with passing all her classes, which is good enough for him because she still graduates with a diploma, opening up opportunities for her. Know what she want, and she know I ain't shit but a savage. She knows what she's getting with him, and she's fine with it. In fact, the line's accurate. She wants to be some with someone like him. Soaking up, she's soaking up game. Her brain is a series of pamphlets. Wow, she told me a story as long as her lashes. This shows how basically she is a stereotypical college student. In her head, there's a lot of knowledge, like what you'd find in a pamphlet. Um, that also the college student possesses. She also has good stories of good times spent in college with friends or really any fun things that happen that are worth telling a boyfriend. 
Oh, what a hopeless romantic, fucking with jokers and addicts. A few lines ago, he mentioned that she knew what she was getting from this relationship. So this proves how low her standards are even more if she's been with jokers and addicts before. If anything, Anderson's a step up. Anderson's kind of, like, depicting himself as this shitty um, trash boyfriend. Like, obviously, like, like, if I were gay and my like near the same age as Anderson like sure I'd take up an opportunity to be with him but cause like he is kinda like he is kinda charming but obviously I'm straight and we're a couple too many years apart so like yeah uh she told me everybody close to her age is full of mad shit. I say, baby girl, you ain't even old enough to be jaded. She's a college student and already realizes how fucked her generation is. Um, her This is a young age to realize just to ignore all the people around you, but she's doing exactly that. And also, it could be not even just the fact that it's her generation, but the fact it's this specific generation. So, that could be how it is. And wow, she wants visual stimulation, short attention span, and low patience. I like Hennessy and record players. Teddy Pendergrass and Sammy Davis. Opposites track, I swear we a magnet. While she has young mind and is generally mature, he's more mature and enjoys different things. Despite these differences, they're so productive to each other. Like the north and south ends of a magnet. And... He finishes his verse off with, Don't be fucking up your scholarship. I can't help you with your grants. Word to my father, my word, and my balls all about all that I honor. As God is my witness, if you don't jump back in this bed. This girl still has to maintain her passing grades because he's unable to support her financially. All he's good for is sex and love. And he recognizes that and even tells her that she should take advantage of that because what else would you be dating someone that's good at nothing but sex for? Would you want... Would you, like, actually want, like, shitty financial stuff? Or, like, are you just doing it to say, hey, I have a boyfriend or something like that? No, you wouldn't. So, why the fuck not? So, after another round of the chorus, we get a bridge. And the bridge starts with, I only want to do what feels right. I have to be gone before the midterms. Anderson does not want to do the wrong thing. She has midterms coming up soon, and he does not want her to screw them up. And so, she has to leave before then. You're making up your mind. You're out of songs, aren't you? I wanted an encore, more tunes. These lines are in this perspective of the girl. She's using music as a metaphor. The time they have together, implying that they have a little left of the moment, or at least how she sees it, they have little time left of the moment. She wants more time with him, just like how an encore means more stage time for the artist. This can also be seen from a little riddle, literal standpoint, because this is a song, and there are a bunch of relationship songs on Malibu, and also even relating back to Venice. Um... And she thinks Anderson does not have any more songs that he's made about her, and she's upset and wants more. So we switch back to Anderson saying, Hey, come back to the bed, come back to the bed, come back to the bed with me. Uh, come back in the bed, jump in the bed with me. And this is repeated a couple times. Uh, and bed is really where he feels safe with her, and generally where people would feel safe with someone. 
because it's in the comfort of their own home. Um, they know it well. So he wants her back in bed with him so she knows that everything would be okay. And she also would be taking advantage of the one thing that he's good at. So why waste an opportunity like that? And then we go on to the chorus and then we're done with your prime. So we're done with both songs that we analyzed in the episode. Because we analyzed the first song, Waterfall. Now we're done with your prime. So we just have to do the conclusions and we're done. Waterfall is an interlude describing Anderson talking with a girl. What he said to the girl could be both him talking to this girl about how they're about their relationship or how they work together or about sexual t- tensions that have risen between them which is most clearly displayed in the outro which likely depicts the two do- doing it and the way i basically describe it is basically one of those like kids movies like one of those animated movies that like disney makes but like you know how they sprinkle in like Sometimes they sprinkle in dirty jokes that would go over kids' heads, but, like, parents would, like, be like, you son of a bitch, you, like, snuck in a dirty joke, but, like, like, they snuck in a dirty joke that, like, for example, I know Spongebob does it a lot with, like, the the balloons don't drop them, um, like, that's kind of what I'm getting at here, that's what I basically describe Waterfall as. And as for your prime, uh, it details Anderson talking to his girlfriend who's in college. While he loves her, he recognizes how it's probably not the best one for her and even vice versa. They have nothing in common. And he even said that she knows the deal that she's making with him the and how it's... Not really a great deal. However, he does want things to work out with her. So, yeah, he's just, uh, I guess, maybe in denial that shit wouldn't work out. But, yeah, that's really it. So, thank you guys for listening to this two double episodes in a row. I promise, though, the next one's going to be a solo episode. Hell, I'll even probably, like, do, like... A bonus episode from Come Down. What the bonus episode will be on, I will not spoil, even though I guess it should seem pretty obvious. But yeah, it will not be Come Down paired with um paired with Silicon Valley. I'm not gonna do that. So yeah, thank you guys for listening to this. Obviously, um, just share it around, um, spread the word, like it. Do what you got to do, and thank you guys for listening, and I will catch you guys next time. Take care, guys.